right, welcome back to 100.9 The Line. I am Rod Hawker. We are serving our community with information and news from both sides of the Mason-Dixon line. And right now, we are south of the Mason-Dixon line. I have Mr. Bill Kearns, the director for the Berkeley, uh, excuse me, Berkeley Morgan County Board of Health. Good morning, Bill. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Hey, thanks for being with me this morning. Uh, boy, in the Board of Health, you got a lot going on right now, I'm sure. So I, I certainly appreciate you taking the time to call in. So, Bill, could you give me an overview of what, uh, your responsibility, what the responsibilities of the Board of Health are? Well, the, uh, the responsibilities of the Board of Health, we, we cover um, both counties of Berkeley and Morgan uh, in the eastern panhandle. And we are responsible for protection of public health to about 135,000 people between the two counties. Wow. Well, that's fantastic. Uh, that's a lot of people to be responsible for. Um, well, let me, do you do, uh, what are some of the things you do as far as like, are you restaurants? Is that something, uh, you do inspections? Uh, you, yeah, and, and uh, in West Virginia, um, each board of health is responsible for their own specific county. And we do, on the environmental side, we do restaurant inspections. We do um, inspections for daycare centers, um, tattoo parlors. Um, we also do all the wastewater. So if you're building a new home and you have to have a septic system put in, we're responsible for um, designing, helping you design that. There's also an um, inspection at the final levels. And then we switch over to our clinical side, and we do everything from harm reduction programs. Because, of course, we have a, a horrible opioid abuse um, problem in West Virginia, as well as many states. And uh, so we do those programs. We do family, uh, women's health programs. And, of course, immunizations for um, children up to the latest, oldest of adults. Wow. Sounds like you guys have a lot of things going on down there. How many employees are at the Board of Health? Um, between the two counties, I have 23 full-time employees. Wow, 23 full-time employees. And how is the Board of Health funded, by the way? How does this machine operate? It's a great, great question. Many people have a, a misconception that we're state employees. Well, we're actually not. We're, we're not state. We're not county employees. We're kind of in the middle of there. So we do receive funding from the state, from uh, uh, a state aid according to the population of our county. We, we write a number of grants, but we also get a level of funding from permit fees um, locally, as well as uh, we have some funding contributors being the uh, the uh, Berkeley County Council and the Morton County Commission and the Board of Education and, and the city of Martinsburg. So we get a good bit of funding from them as well. Oh, okay. Well, and you're set up, uh, how are you governed? I mean, is are there board members? Is this a board set up kind of a thing, which uh, gives you marching orders? Yes, we have a uh, board of directors, which comprises six individuals, and three of the, and each one of those individuals is appointed by their respective county commissions. So we have three representatives from Berkeley County and three representatives from Morgan County. Okay, so you got three from each county, and uh, well, that sounds good. And I guess you sit on that board. I, I am an ex officio member of the board of health as the director, as well as we. We have a health officer and a deputy health officer, um, and, and deputy health officer is actually, he lives and works in Morgan County, and our health officer, chief health officer, he uh, lives and works in uh, Berkeley County. Oh, okay. Well, that sounds like a really good setup. A lot of smart people sit on that board. And how long have you been in this position, Bill? Uh, I'll be, this year, I'll be in there 25 years. Holy <laughs> 
<laughs> wow, you must know what you're doing. Um, well, I used to think so until our <laughs> wonderful pandemic has come along and it's kind of got us all questions stretching your head. <laughs> yeah, how about it? Well, we're going to get to that pandemic here in a minute. We'll probably wait to uh, save that topic for after the break here, uh, after we hear from our sponsors. So we'll just uh, put that on the back burner real quick here. Let me ask you, uh, restaurant inspections, um, you know, I see a lot of them up in Franklin County. They, the borough has, the borough of Chambersburg has their own person that goes around. Um, they write up a lot of things. And, uh, you know, some of this stuff sounds pretty uh, like you wouldn't want to eat there. Let's just say that. I mean, they have 13 violations, 10 violations. Some of it's pretty, you know, mold issues and this and that. How, how bad does it have to get for you to actually close a restaurant down? Well, we we you know we there's there is a, a, a science into doing those inspections and and our inspectors uh, that we hire at the health department have went through a rigorous um, training class that's provided by the state to give them every bit of training that they need to do their job. So of course we don't expect to hire people that for be environmental health sanitarians that know their job. Um, so we train them, and when they go out and do those inspections, they look at everything according to the food code, national food code, and sometimes it does yield a number of um, deficiencies, but we try, our goal is never to have to close an establishment, but of course we've had to do that from time to time, and um, it is going to be, a, you're going to see your number of um, critical, what used to be called critical, now it's, a, uh, it's changed its terminology a little bit, but the most severe um, violations that you look at, um, if you have four, used to be if you have four or more of those, now it's down to three, um, you would you may have your establishment closed. Or if we're out there looking at things that we think can contribute to a possible public health hazard that may result in a closure, such things maybe if we go in and find that the dishwasher is not working, that their walk-in coolers are not kept at proper temp and their food's out of temp in there, we would have to close them until they can get that fixed. And, and that's certainly not our goal. We might, we would much rather be out there inspecting, but we're also educators. So each and every violation we find, we educate them on why that violation is there and what potentially it could lead to. I get you. And how often do restaurants get inspected then? We, we um, for most facilities, um, we inspect twice a year. Okay. And in Berkeley County, we, we have over 600 food service establishments that we go out to. Some of those places may need a little extra attention by our, our staff if they're not just up to par. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the way you say that, a little extra attention. <laughs> okay, well, we're going to have to bounce out of here for a word from our sponsor, Bill. Uh, I'm, right now I'm talking to Bill Kearns, and he's uh, director of the Berkeley Morgan County Board of Health. We'll be right back to 100.9 The Line. Welcome back to 100.9 The Line, serving our community with information and news from both sides of the Mason-Dixon line. And a big thanks to Bill Kearns this morning. He's the director down there of the Ber- uh, Berkeley Morgan County Board of Health. He's with us this morning. We learned a lot the first half. And now we're going to talk about the global pandemic and how that's affecting down there in Berkeley and Morgan County. I, I know they made the news again uh, yesterday. Um, you know, the governor said there was he was sending, actually, the uh, National Guard members were being sent immediately to the Eastern Panhandle because of an increasing number of uh, positive COVID-19 cases. And uh, depending on their findings, he's considering making it mandatory to wear a face covering or mask while in public in Berkeley and Jefferson County. So, Bill, uh, can you can you help me out here? What's going on? 
Well, it certainly is a uh, ever-changing um, world each and every day. Yeah. Um, we, we we stay tuned to the governor as well to see what the new events are that's happening. And, and this, this is definitely a horrible pandemic that we're dealing with across our world um, and in our nation and definitely locally. Um, we're, our lives have changed drastically with having to deal with this because this virus being such of a creature that it's so fast spreading and it can cause such horrible, horrible damage, you know, um, in our lives and death of our loved ones. And, and actually in West Virginia, I feel that our numbers have been kept relatively low in, even in comparison to Virginia and, and, um, Maryland that we border as well as Washington, D.C. And um, between Berkeley and Jefferson, we, we make up a, a, a almost 200,000 people in uh, the state of West Virginia. And um, certainly Berkeley County has had the highest number of, uh, uh, the highest number of people that have identified positive for the COVID-19 virus. Um, as of yesterday, we, and, and you'll see that this number, we've had 252 people identify positive which, again, is relatively low compared to everyone else. Um, but um, with those 252, we had a pretty high spike um, within the past week. We had 45 people that were identified. We had a pretty high spike, but a good many of those came from a local drive-through um, clinic that we were held, that was held last Friday and Saturday. And you could just come through and, and with no symptoms at all, and you just wanted to get tested to see if you were, did have the virus that you could get screened. We did have a few people that were, we had some that were symptomatic, and then we had some people that had absolutely nothing, so we call those asymptomatic people. Mm-hmm. And we did, identify, we did identify 15 people through there. So, of course, just in Berkeley County alone, that's going to increase our numbers drastically, which put the, uh, our state on alert. Um, so they are the National Guard is coming in, but it, it sounds way worse than it actually is. We've had, um, we have a large, we have a large, um, number of Air, uh, National Guard people that are stationed in that area anyway because of the base that we have in Martinsburg. Mm-hmm. So they are, they're actually been at our health department already. So when we get these people identified, we get one person identified, we kind of do a multiplier of 10 because if you have people in your household or people you might have been in close contact with, we have to we have to contact all these people and see if they're symptomatic or not. And, um, and we definitely tell them to do house quarantine. So we call each and every day to find out if they have any any fever, any symptoms, mm-hmm. any additional symptoms. Um, so our numbers did get higher. So you bring in more guardsmen in actually to help us because with our limited staff, it does, it's quite tasking while trying to do our normal public health duties. So he's bringing it in. As far as the mask goes, we've, we've been actually trying to preach that out to everyone to wear our mask coverings, wear face coverings, um, wear a bandana, anytime you're out in the community. And both every party wear those. Um, it's not statewide mandated. It's not even county mandated, but it's highly, highly recommended because that's our number one defense about trying to keep this virus from spreading. Mm-hmm. Well, let me ask you, Bill, since you, we were talking about masks, are you familiar with the study out of South Korea that uh, really puts the kibosh on the uh, validity of some of these masks where they claim, uh, due to extensive study, that uh, the 95 mask, the one that is worn by the healthcare people, is really the only one that's effective at all. And now there's, uh, just in the last couple of days, more and more studies saying that, uh, you know, the surfaces uh, is not uh, transferable through surfaces, that a lot of this sanitation everybody's doing is kind of a moot point, that really they're finding out that it's direct closeness to each other 
person to person is the way you that uh, this is being traveled around uh, you, uh, what's your feel on any of that have you heard any of, that, any of this or am i just full of poop <laughs> no, I, I would say that uh, definitely, but uh, uh, people have called me worse. So, uh, <laughs> I, I, I would definitely say that you know, as far as the mask, you're you're right. The uh, the N95 masks are the highest level of protection as far as masks go. Um, mainly, those are used by healthcare professionals. But certainly, unless you're both parties are wearing those N95 masks, it's not going to still provide that level of protection. Usually the N95 mask will protect you from me, but it's not protecting me from you. Um, so mm-hmm. that, the, the, a mask is a great level of protection, but nothing, nothing um, can um, replace the fact of social distancing. Gotcha. Um, when that, we say that minimum of six feet, because that's what studies show that the average number or area that a droplet would fall to if someone's um, coughed or, or sneezed or in your church, if mm-hmm. you're singing, um, you know, that's that, that's a minimum. We would much rather see 10 feet or more, um, of course, but that's not very realistic, especially if you're standing in line to get into a grocery store that's had a limited number of people to get there. Having people standing 10 foot apart is a little difficult to yeah. do. But um, definitely the, 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 the face coverings and the mask is a level of protection. Is it perfect? No. Um, but it sure is going to help. And definitely, as studies show each and every day from CDC and around the world, we're finding things new each day that we may have thought was different the day before. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as the virus living on hard surfaces, it's not going to live there as long. Um, but still, we recommend after each person's at that area, clean and sanitize if you're in the public. Mm-hmm. If you have a public, public business and people are coming up to you and they come up to you uh, paying your bills or whatever, once they leave, clean that surface off so they touch it. The next person coming in is going to touch that. It's not going to be much of a delay sometimes. And there's a potential for that yeah, virus to spread that way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, Bill, let me ask you. We're running out of time here. I just want to touch base real quick on the restaurants uh, with their 50% capacity inside seating down there. Is that still uh, – fill me in a little bit how this works with restaurants and outside seating real quickly, and i got to get out of here. Sure. Yesterday was our first day for that. Um, some people are a little apprehensive to go out. And some restaurants are not going to decide to open up yet because they want to wait till they can get back to a fuller capacity. But as yesterday being our first day, of course, we're not going to know how the results of that are for seven to ten days down the road. But from what I saw yesterday in the community, it worked very well, and people were happy to be out a little bit. Well, I can I can agree with that. Happy to be out. Uh, matter of fact, uh, you know, I've been in lockdown here. We're in Pennsylvania since uh, March seventeenth, and uh, Friday night's my date night. My wife said, "Let's go to West Virginia so we can sit down and eat somewhere and have a have a cold beverage." So uh, I might be down there checking it all out. Uh, Bill, uh, I certainly appreciate you being with us and all the information you supplied today. I had a whole list of other things. We just didn't get to it. Maybe I can have you back some other time. Uh, I've been with Bill Kearns. He's the director down there of the Berkeley Morgan County Board of Health. This is 100.9 The Line.